Welcome to Chattachesis. I'm your host, Deacon Matt Hallback, PhD, and I'm also a deacon of the Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa. I'm your host of Chattachesis, a podcast series for clergy that helps them find creative and fresh ways to share the gospel message and promote missionary discipleship. This episode is brought to you by Christ in Us and Sadlier's bilingual program, Cristo in Nosotros. All children are introduced to seven strands of spirituality by some of the giants in the Catholic mystical tradition. Start your journey now at sadlierreligion.com forward slash CIU. Today, I'm very honored and privileged to have on our show Bishop Franz Peter Terbarts von Elst. He's catechetical delegate to the Pontifical Council for Promoting the New Evangelization. And we're going to chat a little bit about the new directory and some of the themes within it. So Bishop Franz Peter, how are you today? Well, I'm very fine. It's a great pleasure and great honor for me that we are able to make a second second podcast interview. Uh, I enjoyed really already the last time, and it's for us a very, very big uh, chance to uh, talk about the uh, insights regarding catechesis that had been taken over in the new directory for catechesis, and recently the motto proprio with the institution of the catechetical ministry in the church. And so far, we are glad to be in contact with you all over the world, actually, to spread out our ideas about catechesis. Well, Bishop Franz, my ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, we're very, very um, happy to have you. And um, you're, taking one, you're taking advantage of the digital tools out there to continue to spread the good word. So uh, congratulations on, on pivoting and, and getting involved online, because there, as you know, there are so many people who spend much of their time there. So Uh, It's wonderful to see even the Vatican is pivoting and taking advantage of all these wonderful online tools. So uh, would you say just really briefly a little bit about your role there with the Pontifical Council? Well, uh, when Pope Benedict XVI founded this uh, dicastery in the year of 2010, uh, we got the uh, important uh, um, ministry of being in charge of evangelization. And already some years later, in 2013, he realized that evangelization and catechesis are put together so uh, closely that it is important to have the responsibility for both here at our dicastery. So uh, he told me once that the responsibility was taken over from the congregation for the clergy to our new dicastery. And, uh, but they didn't uh, appoint uh, somebody to be in charge of catechesis. So they were looking for somebody and I got the appointment to become the responsible bishop for catechesis. And uh, last uh, two years ago already, we received another responsibility for the sanctuaries. That mm. actually has been a fruit of the Holy Year of Mercy when we received that Uh, sanctuaries are privileged places for evangelization and catechesis. And so far, this is actually the third branch of our dicastery. Well, it's a beautiful thing to see organizationally there that you have evangelization and catechesis together Mm -hmm. under one dicastery. So that makes a lot of sense uh, that you would be a catechetical delegate within that evangelical council. So Mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, we have a few questions for you, as you alluded to earlier about the directory and some of its important themes. There Mm -hmm. are many things we could talk about, but we only have a little bit of time. Uh, What I thought I'd start with is do you do you have a sense of how dioceses around the world are receiving the new directory? How are they responding to it? Have you heard any feedback about it? You know, this is a question which has been very exciting for us. We were waiting for comments when we 
uh, introduced the new directory to the Universal Church in June of last year. And even shortly after we did this, we received a lot of reactions from all over the world, also from China, from, mm. from, from very unknown smaller countries uh, in, in Far East Asia and so on. And they are very grateful about this new document. And uh, it has been very interesting for us. The reactions of, from the United States has, have been very encouraging for us. In Europe, it's very different. We have you know, local churches that have reacted immediately and very encouraging. And those where they are so much focused on, uh, on, on organizational stuff that they uh, haven't uh, found enough time or interest to focus more on the content of our faith. Mm -hmm. And there's always an interdependency between uh, being open for the spirit and the, the content of faith uh, mm -hmm. and uh, catechesis or being so much busy with uh, organizational stuff and so on and not being open for the spirit and all what is about, uh, faith mm -hmm. is about, yes, no. Right, that beautiful balance between fides yeah, quad yeah, and quay, uh, yeah. That is very important and we can, we really uh, are aware of this where uh, spirituality is very much developed where there is an interest for and even a knowledge about what is our faith about, there you will find a great attention for catechesis. And where mm -hmm. not, there isn't. There's a big lack, actually. Mm -hmm. yes. So as you've seen it so far, the response has been overwhelmingly positive about the director. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Is there absolutely. anything specifically that people are saying about it? Or is there something in it that they really like, whether it's a a teaching or a theme or a guidance? Is there something specifically that they like? Well, there are uh, lots of aspects they have been mentioning. Uh, first of all, uh, that it is a reflection from the fundamental theological perspective uh, mm -hmm. that God has uh, addressed to, our, to ourselves as human beings in Jesus Christ. And that faith is about relation, personal relation and friendship with Jesus Christ. Another aspect that is very much stressed out is that catechesis always is a process, mm -hmm. that it is not something that is already done or something that is uh, uh, somehow a, a, a very, very uh, um, dry uh, teaching, but it has to be related to life, to life challenges. And mm -hmm. then it has uh, to uh, receive an answer from the witness of those who are catechists. Very and, good. Uh, and uh, also the aspect of accompaniment mm -hmm. has been stressed out very much, especially in this differentiation the new director for Kesis has, that there are different roles, parents, grandparents, right. uh, teachers, um, uh, people, catechists in the parishes, friends, those who... Uh, uh, help to that somebody gets open for the message of the gospel right. and then he becomes a, a, a significant person as we say in pedagogy the significant significant other mm -hmm. uh, who uh, is a witness of faith who accompanies people but in a special way uh, that uh, the, the, the the accompaniment is ready to share life with the one who is on the way in catechesis and at the same time 
the person who accompanies has to be a little bit ahead in experience and in, mm. in being able to build a bridge between the knowledge of faith and the certain uh, life conditions of a person. So we are going to get to that question about the art of accompaniment within catechesis. And thank you for giving us an entree into that. Uh, I I think personally speaking, what I really find um, wonderful about the new directory is, as you say, it's so rooted in the kerygma. And then as far as who is the catechist, it is completely obvious that it is all the baptized faithful should be taking on that role in their own, in their own spheres of influence. So why don't we jump into our next question? Uh, This is a little tricky. Uh, This brings out the professor in you a little bit. If you were to distill down to kind of summarize the directory down to one essential point or theme, what would that be? I know that's a challenge. Is there yes. something for you yes. that is sort of the central piece of this entire book? Well, I think it can be unfolded in different ways, but sure. catechesis is process. Mm. It's not already done already, but uh, it is the accompaniment with a person on the way of faith. And that means process from the first charisma to a deeper and deeper uh, uh, immersion in faith and to become actually a witnesser to the local parish, to the world, by being baptized, uh, led to the Eucharist and confirmed. And I think that is so important that that people get, by the way, by the process, uh, a more and more increasing imagination, how great our faith is, and that is uh, actually Uh, we can express a lot even more by science than by words, but it's still greater than our imagination can be. What's so exciting about this, and I'm so glad you keep coming back to accompaniment, um, it, it makes our faith alive, incarnate, when you when you root it in our interpersonal experience. Uh, when you root a comp- when you root catechesis within human relationships and witness to the gospel. Um, embodying that gospel, the things that we say and do, our demeanor, our behaviors, all these things become relevant and an important part of the transmission of that message. This, to me, is far more dynamic, far more engaging, and far more true to, to how Jesus communicated the gospel than sort of these other older ideas that catechesis is a content simply that you learn and you try to memorize but it only remains a content. It's never, it's not incarnated. I really feel yeah. this book is a wonderful balance saying it's yeah. both. And we yeah, have to right, really yeah. stress that incarnational aspect. Yeah, yes. And therefore process is a focus somehow yes. to, to summarize it. Uh, the catechumenate takes over the, the great idea from the last directory of uh, 1997 from the catechumenate. The catechumenate from the early times of the church has these dynamics, has this process-oriented way. And I think we can learn so much. There is no better way to, to come to the depth of faith by, by going this way. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen to that. Very good. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, in your own words, Bishop, how would you describe this art of accompaniment that Pope Francis speaks of? How do you describe that? And what is its role in catechesis? Well, uh, you're reflecting on the meaning of kerygma uh, that is stressed out so much by Pope Francis. Mm -hmm. I think it's because of his awareness 
that in our times, the proclamation of faith uh, has to be elementarized in, in one special situation, in one special gospel, one story of the gospel, uh, to uh, take people to the depth of this experience. And by this, they learn to unfold it to other uh, stories of the scripture, to other stories of their life. And I think that is charisma. And so far, it's so important to focus on this. How can we express the whole of faith in one special situation and one special gospel? I think that is so important. If we once have come to this insight, we are able to transfer it to other stories of the scripture and to other stories of our life. Mm -hmm. That is part of the dynamics of catechesis. One of these if you want to call it a threshold within building relationships with people. And again, accompaniment is so much a part of the interpersonal is how much do we trust another person, whether it's a priest or a nun or a brother or a layman or whomever, how does the church continue to regain trust with people? How does, how, how does the church continue to build trust so that that gospel message can be communicated clearly and effectively? That is a very good and a very challenging question. I think uh, the best answer I have read to this question is what Pope Francis has been explaining in his last encyclical letter, Fratelli Tutti. Mm -hmm. There he says, the way how we get able to listen to each other actually is a proof of faith. Mm -hmm. If we uh, uh, have a certain kind of empathy, of sympathy, of listening to what somebody is telling between the lines, as we say, then we get aware of what a person is looking for and we can get the best uh, uh, catechist in, in the sense of accompaniment uh, by, by knowing what we can share with such a person. But the way how we are able to listen is the precondition for the way how we answer. And so far, I think the most important uh, challenge is to learn to listen to each other. And then by the Holy Spirit, we get able to respond in a special way. So beautiful and true. Uh, empathy. What a cornerstone um, attitude, disposition for accompaniment, for catechesis, for being a disciple. Uh, and how difficult it is to listen these days, Bishop. I mean, whether it's within the church or within the body politic, nobody's yeah, listening yeah, to yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pope Francis recently addressed it to us uh, two weeks ago. We had a catechetical uh, meeting here at Rome, and we had a meeting with the Holy Father. And in his, his address, he mentioned the challenge of uh, learning to listen is so important. Very often, like you mentioned, in politics, in every area of life, even in families, we already have the answer in mind and we haven't yet listened enough to the people who is explaining something from his or her life. In mm. so far, that doesn't help to have already the answer in mind and then to, to, to talk about it when we get an open space for doing this. But to listen, to repeat, to answer and to take a person by this into an accompaniment that leads the person further to Jesus Christ. You know, I think of the saints throughout the centuries, and they embody so well what we think of or imagine holiness to be. And never in one single case with any of the saints that we all know, 
is there ever a mention that oh he's so or she's so holy because they're so proud (laughs) (laughs) because they're so arrogant because they have all the answers you know it's because of their humility yeah yeah, yeah, that's right it's about humility and uh, uh, learning to listen is a special attitude of humility Amen. Let's move on to our final question. This has been so lovely. I wish I had five more questions, but you're probably thinking, my gosh, this is enough. Uh, What is the role of mercy, Bishop, in catechesis today? How do we become a more merciful church? Do you see an intimate connection between mercy and catechesis? Well, uh, I think this is related to very much to what we just were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the idea of mercy had been included into the directory as a fruit of the holy year of mercy. Mm-hmm. We as a church here at Rome, especially where lots of pilgrims uh, came, learned a lot of what mercy means in our days. And we realized how important it is that people get the feeling of mercy, that we are empathic, uh, that we are that we show sympathy, mm-hmm. that we are able to listen. And then that we realize what is the, a special need of a person or what are the special needs of the people in our days. Last week, we had uh, uh, the admin visit of the bishops of France, of one group, and uh, they told us because, you know, the situation in France is quite different from the situation in, in, in Germany or in other European countries, especially different from the situation in the United States, that there is a new de- desire for interiority. Mm. And I think that that is actually a, a proof that people are looking for more, for more sense in their life, but uh, that they, they, they are so much longing for mercy, for, for certain attitudes of mercy. It's, it's, it's so concrete in daily life. This morning I was talking to one of our collaborators here at the, our dicastery, Mm-hmm. And we shared an experience. If, if when I came to Rome and I had to learn the language, you know, you are very, very uh, um, hesitating sometimes. And so uh, I kept the door open for somebody following me. And uh, uh, by the time later, he addressed once to myself. So if we have special gestures of uh, taking notice of the others, then uh, another kind of communication is initiated and that's mm-hmm. actually the the concrete proof of mercy to to get open for the for the life for for the needs of others and that is has to be expressed very concrete in daily life otherwise it's a theory and not not something that really helps to faith and life you know i don't recall off the top of my head the date but i do remember that saint pope john paul ii addressed the united states in a letter i think it was ecclesia in america and he says at one point there's a question in his mind about whether people even want mercy anymore mm-hmm. if they're seeking yeah, yeah. it anymore because yeah. there's such an attraction to judgmentalism mm-hmm. you know finger pointing um what do you i do you, i think that's very true then and it's very true now uh do you think that people are averse somewhat to mercy? Is it because they don't understand it? I will say after the Jubilee or during the Jubilee year, when I was giving homilies, uh, I would have people after the, after mass talk to me and say, you know, that sounds great about God's mercy and God's so lavish and generous with his mercy. But then they'll tell you a story where they felt that God was not merciful mm-hmm. or they didn't get what they felt they deserved and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to the person who has seemingly like an aversion to mercy or thinks that that it's unfair or somehow relativistic. Mm. 
Well, I think may sometimes uh, be the case that this expression is too much used, that it is, uh, uh, is uh, presenting something new to people. But the deepest desire of people is to find mercy. Everywhere, yes, everywhere. yes. And then it may be expressed in other gestures, in other words, but the desire is the same and the answer has to be in the line, you know, that that opens the minds of people for what mercy is about. Mm-hmm. Without mercy, we can't live. And every day we, are, we have to rely on the mercy others are uh, ready to show us. And we get an expression how merciful God will be in his great uh, uh, way of uh, uh, um, presenting, revealing uh, himself to us. But we only can understand it by concrete gestures and, and deeds. That's right. And and mercy mercy really is the character of, of catechesis, yeah, yeah. if you will. That's mm-hmm. how it should feel yeah, yeah. and how it yeah. should be received. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if it's not there, right, mm-hmm. then then it should be a question in the person, is this real? Is yeah, what I'm hearing yeah, about yeah. the faith real? Mm-hmm. And we are, uh, um, uh, we are touched so much by all the stories of the gospel where Jesus shows mercy. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is immediately touching our heart because we have the desire that God should be uh, uh, behaving to us in the same way, you know. Mm-hmm. We, have, we only can rely on this and this gives this is the best proof uh, for faith in life that, uh, that people always get be moved somehow by uh, the mercy of Jesus Christ and that they get ready to share this with others. And so let's put your word process into action in just a little scenario here. Catechesis as a process. So I mentioned parishioners who have talked to me about they think mercy is unfair. They think it's it's enabling people to continue mm-hmm. to make bad choices. So what the first thing I want to do when I hear that is say you're wrong. But what mm-hmm. I but what I should do is listen and and what mm-hmm. the thought that should occur to me is what's happened to you. What, mm-hmm. what has happened in your life that has made you think about mercy like this? Mm-hmm. And that's that listening posture. And then mm-hmm. we begin trying to understand one another and move forward. Yeah. And if they start to tell their own stories, they are not aware about the fact that they are revealing their own desire for mercy. That's right. They use other words, but they are expressing actually the same. That's right. Well, Bishop, we are out of time, and I wanted to thank you again so much for this interview. This has been very fun, enlightening. Um, I really appreciate your time. Um, uh, What else do I want to say? Just thank you, thank you. And I always ask our guests at the end to offer a blessing to myself and our listeners. So if you would be so kind. I would be honored to do this, yes. Almighty God, we thank you for the call you have given us to be merciful like you have been always merciful to us. So we ask you for your merciful blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This has been another episode of Chattachesis. I've been your host, Deacon Matt Hallback, and I've been chatting with Bishop Franz Peter Tavarts von Elst, Catechetical Delegate to the Pontifical Council for Promoting the New Evangelization. Bishop Franz Peter, once again, thank you for your time. Thank you. I enjoyed it really. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chattachesis. Head over to sadlyreligion.com forward slash podcast to hear more. And don't forget to request your sample and trial of Christ in Us and our bilingual edition, Cristo in Nosotros, 
at sadlyreligion.com forward slash CIU.